Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, welcome back to Ausbiz. Uh, it's just gone midday um, Eastern Standard Time, and of course, that is time for the call. Uh, one hour, 10 stocks that you've suggested. We put it to two experts, and um, they give their view on buy, hold, or sell. And uh, uh, terrific to have Henry Jennings from Marcus today with us again today. Henry, how are you? Hi, David. Good thanks. Just coming from the beautiful beaches, I have. have you, of the northern beaches of Sydney? I have indeed, David. Excellent. Yes. All right. And Adam Dawes from Shoreham Partners, uh, who jo- joins us by Skype. You know, he is the model dad, and uh, his son is sick today and taken him for a COVID test and joins us now. Uh, Adam, how, how is the young fella? Yeah, he's good. He's all good. He's uh, he's uh, downstairs playing video games. To be honest. So uh, it's it's a non-stop industry, hey, Koshi? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, uh, also, before we kick off, um, um, any any news out of the Bank of Japan, Adam, in the last day or so? Did Henry put you up to this? Uh, yes, he did. <laughs> oh, mate. Anyway, that's an inside joke that nobody had life. Yeah, had. it is. Nobody it had, is. Uh, well, anyone in the markets would know if you do an interview and a question, and it's happened to me thousands of times, you're thrown a question that you have no idea about and were pre-warned about. And, and Adam was that on the Bank of Japan yesterday. So Henry did say, well, let's stitch him up first up. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I Henry. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so uh, it is uh, terrific to have your company. But before we get into your stocks, um, let's um, uh, look at a stock of the day I always, always choose. And thought we'd have a look at Macquarie Group um, because overnight an Italian energy giant confirmed that Macquarie is planning a major move into Italian infrastructure. The Aussie Bank's global infrastructure division is offering well over three billion Aussie dollars for a 50% stake in one of the Italian energy giants. Macquarie will pay 2.7 billion euros or 3.2 billion Aussie dollars of um, uh, debt to earn. Open Fibre is a wholesale operator jointly owned by NL and the Italian State Bank. Um, Interesting move, uh, Adam, one that they've done before through their their sort of various infrastructure trusts at Macquarie. What do you think of the deal? and does this give you an appetite for Macquarie shares? Look, I've been a buyer of Macquarie for a long time. So I started buying some just the other day when they came with their 35% profit downgrade that they came to the market. And I think the market actually soaked it up quite nicely. I was buying some more at sort of $119. So look, I think this is a good deal for Macquarie. They basically are always on the hunt for good assets and they really know what they're doing uh, in this space. So infrastructure has done very well. Um, the energy company it would, it said they're gonna pay, as you say, sort of 2.6 billion euros for the purchase, net of debt and adjustments and earnouts. So that's a 50% stake. Uh, I, look, I like it. I think, I think these guys know what they're doing and I'll back them. And I was buying some the other day at 119, so really comfortable with it. 
Henry used to work there, though, so he can probably give you some inside <laughs> gossip oh, here we go. on the stock. All right, there's going to be one stitch up after another for the, ne- for the next hour. Uh, Thanks, Henry. Uh, it was a while ago. Um, you, you can't fault Macquarie. I mean, they're very good at recycling assets, and, and this is a, a big purchase for them. Um, it, it looks pretty promising, to be honest. They've got to prize it away. I think there's the Italian government's involved and has got a broker the deal. Uh, to, uh, to get it over the line, but it does look like a promising deal. It's in a good sector as well. Um, there's also um, some Italian assets in the Northwest Shelf from uh, any, the uh, energy group up there as well. So uh, a couple of uh, Italian sort of things for Macquarie at the moment. But yes, I mean, we like the stock and uh, we were pretty, I, I guess, not relaxed and comfortable with the result because the result wasn't particularly great. But we did know that it was going to be um, a little bit on the nose, I guess, due to COVID. I think the surprising thing about the 35% uh, earnings uh, downgrade effectively from Macquarie was uh, the fact that annuities business was hit as hard as it had been. But um, yeah, still very much a buyer, still very much like the stock, um, but it's, um, it's a back foot kind of accumulate, I think. Right. Okay. All right. And uh, of course, a, a lot of the, the experts on the call have been saying big four banks, negative on the big four banks, uh, basically capital killers. If you make it the big five, then they all go, yep. Macquarie yep. is the one if you're going to go. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a retail bank as such. It doesn't have anywhere near the same exposure that the other guys have. And when you look at how it handled uh, the, uh, the Royal Commission, I mean, it was prepared. It, it was ready. Uh, it had done its homework and uh, could answer all the questions, whereas the other banks really and truly just floundered around for, uh, for the weeks and months that we saw yep. for the Royal Commission. So it, they're exceptionally good at risk management. They're exceptionally good at buying assets recycling them. They did it with the uh, Apache Energy assets, recycled that, called it Quadrant, and recycled that into Santos. There have been a few, um, I guess, recycling assets, and this is probably one of those that in five years' time they'll they'll knock out Float or whatever, IPO. Um, you know, it's been a little bit um, slim on the ground, but there is a, a uh, I think it's called Nuix, which Macquarie, I think, has got around 60 percent of on their balance sheet, which is a uh, cloud data business. Um, And given that uh, US markets are going nuts at the moment for some of these IPOs, there could be quite a big payday there for them as well. All right. Um, Adam, the same thing. Oh, look, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm accumulator of the stock. I think the quality and you've got to follow quality. So, yeah, I'm just really comfortable with it. Uh, So, yeah, it's a buy from me. Uh, You know, yeah, happy with it. All right. Adam, uh, let's go to the stocks uh, from our... um, uh, our uh, viewers that have sent through the first one, ELO, what's your view on that? Yeah, so Elmo Software, they're, they're very much into the uh, HR or software management side of things. Um, the stock's been actually floundering a little bit at the moment. And so it's, it, it, it's, it's something that I would not hold myself. And so it's, it's, it's a no from me and glad we're sort of not putting it in the portfolio. By looking at that chart, you probably see there's some probably some value being represented there. They did in June get placed into the ASX 300, and so we did see a little bit of a spike in the volume uh, going into that. But yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a seller of this business. The succession planning, HR, recruitment, um, and they do payroll here in Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. So um, it, it's just not a business that excites me. So uh, it's a no from me, David. Yeah, Henry, it's, a, it's got its followers. Got a great code. Yeah. Electric like all yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's about the best and, of it. And, and, and we should 
uh, point out Henry's background <laughs> is um, he does front uh, a band as well, so I he's do. into this sort of thing. I do. Um, Elmo Software, no, uh, it's a no from me, I've got to say, David and Adam, I agree with you completely. Um, there's a lot of players in this um, HR software space these days, and really they do seem to be struggling a little bit to get some, some traction. Uh, the guidance was um, a little bit softer, the result was a little bit softer. It's been going sort of sideways to down, so I can't really see too many reasons to be long this one. The other problem is that it's, it's pretty thin as well, there's only 40,000 odd shares traded today. So um, it, it's kind of a no for me. It looks like it's trying to bounce off five bucks, but really and truly I think there's better stocks elsewhere. I've okay, got to say. all right, so a no for Elmo as we go forward. Let's take a look at uh, our second stock uh, at the moment. And um, as we bring up the, the chart, uh, on the screen, got them and see how it goes. We'll kick off with the, um, uh, the chart for Origin Energy. Um, I thought it was interesting to kick this off because it was a big fall in March and Henry really hasn't recovered as a result. No. At it, all. It's just gone sideways. It hasn't, has it? It really has. I mean, I guess it's, you know, oil and gas has been somewhat on the nose and we've even seen, you know, with the oil price up recently, uh, on the back of some OPEC moves. We haven't really seen much action in the oil and gas space, and I think there's still a bit of a cloud over Origin. Obviously, it's got uh, the, the gas focus, and it's also a retailer in terms of uh, electricity products, etc. So there is a, a complication there. To me, if, if you want to go oil and gas exposure, I think there's much better ones to play in. If you are bullish the, the oil price, I think you look at something like uh, Woodside for a little bit of certainty, and they do pay a dividend, and Santos for the leverage. But at the moment, the chart looks pretty horrible, to be honest, in origin, right. and it just mm. it doesn't excite in any particular way. Yeah. It's a kind of a drift and, and downwards yeah. at the moment, I think. Why is that when you compare it to just before, you know, back in February at the start of the year? Yeah. Is it, what's changed markedly from, you know, back up around mm. that 8 $9 mark? Well, I, I, I guess to some extent the oil price has changed, the gas yeah. price has changed to, yeah. to some extent, and the outlook um, domestic demand electricity-wise has changed. Also, this, this, it, they kind of play into the politics as well, and we've seen you know, the government going to build a power station, a gas-fired power station, all this sort yeah. of trouble. Um, yeah, it just really hasn't grabbed. And you, know, you look at the chart of Santos, that's at best going sideways at the moment while oil hovers around 40 bucks, same with Woodside. So yep. um, it's just a sector at the moment. Coal <laughs> on the nose, oil and gas is on the nose as well. And, and there's not too many reasons to get excited yeah. about okay. it. Okay. Adam, do you get excited <coughs> yeah. about Origin? No, not really. I'm sort of with Henry on this one. You know, I do sort of feel that uh, Origin. Look, it is a good business, no doubt about it. It is a good business, but you know the integrated side of it is is a tough bit because uh, the the gas generation and the and 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 that kind of stuff, the LNG project will obviously help. The you know through that Asia Pacific LNG project will sort of support with sort of six hundred fifty million dollars worth of free cash flow over two thousand twenty one to two thousand twenty three. So that's really a positive. The negative is is that retail side of it, and and that's sort of where Henry was alluding to that 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 integrated side or that retail side because you know they call it leakage but you know more and more solar panels are going on roofs more and more people are being energy conscious more and more people are looking at other ways to sort of save energy and it's it's a political football going forward as well so i, I don't see any growth in that retail side obviously the gas generation side is where they're going to get some 
uh, some kick, I guess, inside of that. The other side of it is is, is that this has been a, a core portfolio stock for a lot of people and they're really sort of hurting on this one at the moment. My, my pick is Woodside, so I'm with Henry on that one for balance sheet certainty. But it does look like it's sort of fair value down here at sort of $4.50, sort of $4.20, where that sort of last dip where March 23rd is. So it looks like it's going to retest that March 23 low. Um, it, it, it could look good down there, but I just don't like that uh, retail arm. And that's uh, AGL is the same sort of thing for us. So I'm sort of a little bit skeptical and a little bit uh, worrying about that retail side. So it's, it's, it's a hold from me at best, but Woodside right. would be my pick in that space. Okay. All right. Uh, Adam, let's uh, go from energy to, uh, to gold stocks and, and Newcrest. Um, probably our premier gold stock listed on the market. Major yeah, gold sure producer. Is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, you know, these, these guys have done well uh, to turn Lahir around, which is a, a, an acquisition they made a couple of years ago. And obviously, the gold price has been very, very favourable to these uh, to these guys as well. It is a it is our sort of top pick in the sector, so it's mm. a buy from me. Basically, predicated on the gold price, we still feel that the gold price has still got a long way to go, and I still feel that uh, Newcrest has a long way to go to the upside as well. Mm. Um, as I said, that Lahir, uh, they've really sort of turned that around and they are probably one of our lowest cost producers in the market. So they are able then to produce that ounce of gold very, very cheaply and get it out to the market as well. So um, most brokers have got a sort of price target around sort of $35, $36. So it does represent some value down here at 32 but it's a buy only on the back of the uh, gold price going higher over the longer term. Okay, but but your analysts at Shore are saying it's still got gold price has got a long way to go. It's dropped below, yeah. just below two thousand US dollars an ounce. What's it? What's yeah. the definition of a long way to go? Well, with interest rates where they are, the US dollar where it is, uh, it, it, it does mean that we are in a cyclical part, or a, I guess a little bit of a dip from uh, where the gold price has come back from. That represents some value and some, some support around that sort of 2000 level. Uh, look, you know, you, you would have been laughed out of the room if you were, you know, sort of five years ago talking about a $1,500 gold price. <laughs> and even earlier, you would have been laughed out of the room at sort of 2000. So um, I don't know where the gold price is going to go, but um, uh, on a cyclical side of things, gold has another leg up in it. Mm. And that's where we're confident that there still is okay. some further price appreciation going forward. All right, Henry? Um, it's interesting. I looked at a long-term chart of Newcrest yep. recently, and it's gone absolutely nowhere. It's been an absolute dog, um, but it has had its moments. It's had its right. moments on the downside and the upside, and yep. I think that really goes to the heart of what you should be doing with any gold stock. Really, they are trading stocks. They are cyclical trading stocks. They're not fall in love with and hold forever because that's just not the nature of the beast. Yep. Um, Adam's right. They have done a good job in, in turning the here around. It was a, a really pretty crappy purchase to be honest and they probably paid way too much for it yeah. um, but they have turned it around and it has got itself back on the right foot Kadia is coming good uh, they did pay a, a surprise final dividend which I think the market did like yeah. and I am bullish gold although gold um, it can't really make up its mind at the moment it's sort of $19 1950 yeah. bucks uh, US and some days it drops 20 bucks below and some days it goes 20 yeah, bucks it's a really above. narrow trade but it, it's a really narrow trading range and it can't really make up its mind which way it wants to break yeah. 
I, I think ultimately it will break to the upside, and I'm quite positive still on the gold price. But I think if you wanted to play gearing to the gold price... Yeah. Is this your preferred stock? No. Right. No. It, it, it's the big Goliath, um, but there are Davids coming along that are doing... Uh, you know, De Grey is doing a fantastic job at the moment, yeah. some fantastic results there. Um, Northern Star, uh, Evolution, right. um, you've got Saracen to some extent. Um, so, you know, you've got new owners of the Super Pit, that's a massive asset in, in Kalgoorlie. Uh, so for me, Newcrest is, is the, it's a bit like the wood side of the oil and gas sector. It, <laughs> right. It's big and it's safe. and it, it's, it's the institution. It's the institutional play, whereas, whereas yeah. I think you know, if you're a retail investor, there's probably more excitement, more leverage to the gold price uh, with Northern Star, Saracen, or even Evolution as well. I think, you right. know, I think, still think Jake Klein is probably one of the best operators in the market in the gold sector. But, okay. um, you know, it'd be nice if that gold price could just make up its mind, to be <laughs> honest, because it really is sort of prevaricating around this yeah. 1950 level. So it would be good. But, you know, there, there's a lot of things to like about Newcrest, but it, I think just when you look back on that chart and you go, well, hang on a second, they've just really have disappointed yeah. over the last you know, decade. All right. So better opportunities. I think there's, new, I think there's better elsewhere. All right. Okay. Mm. Our next stock um, is uh, Australian Financial Group, which is the, uh, the big mortgage broker. Uh, Henry, what do you reckon of Australian Financial? <sighs> I kind of want to like this, and I actually own it in my small cap portfolio, ah. but it's really done not a lot. Um, right. I, I guess there's, you know, for me, the, I, the theme is on the, uh, the residential mortgage side, whether it's remortgaging, people are actually starting to pay back their mortgages, and, uh, you know, that, that sort of that, that, that pass that they've had from, uh, from the banks. Uh, people are actually starting to go, well, you know what, let's start paying back the mortgage because we've had a bit of a holiday for a while um, and we are reducing debt. I mean, that's good. And there is this restructuring and this refinancing. Uh, I kind of thought that would help these guys out, but it really hasn't given the share price much of a boost. Um, they made a big acquisition recently. It's just kind of wallowing, to be honest. Mortgage Choice is the other one yep. in the same space. And there's ResiMac as well which looks kind of interesting. Uh, Mortgage Choice is a, is a kind of an interesting one, but it's just very thin from time to time. They had some pretty good results recently. Um, but I'm going to continue to hold AFG just because I think the housing market is, is not as bad as some had, had said yeah. it was going to be. Yeah. Um, activity certainly not as bad as some had you know, said that the, you know, the doomsday scenario that we were going to see. And we even had Westpac yesterday upgrading. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> housing yeah. prices. Yeah. I mean, it seems, doesn't that seem that long ago, everyone was downgrading housing prices. Yeah, they were yeah, yeah. Full 20, 30%, whatever. Yeah. Now we're at, oh, 15% up. <laughs> um, but, so, but I think that's 20, it, it is a little way out. But uh, they're predicting, if you like, a W, aren't they? The, yeah. uh, for a bit of a, a pickup in the, in the next quarter, then a fall, and then... A yeah. decent rise. I, you know, it's it's a very hard one to call at the moment. But I mean, AFG is the, the the big, the biggest mortgage broker business aggregator in, in the industry and yeah. listed. So um, I'm just going to go with that for the time right. being. It's so a just hold. hold it. It. Yeah, it's yeah. a hold. Adam, what do you think of AFG? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sort of agree with Henry. I think you know this one does look like it, it's in the right space, and you know it, it survived COVID quite well albeit the share price did fall and, and now it's sort of recovering. It looks like a bit of a trade here from that sort of 190 uh, level, even where where, it, where is it today? Yeah, 190. There's a little bit of a spike there. You could get up to two bucks. So there's a little, 
does look like it's uh, hitting that sort of double top there. So I suspect there's a little bit of a trade in that. They did come out and say that their residential loan book for 2019 grew by 5% uh, to $163 billion. So that was actually not a bad result. And, and, and net profit after tax was up 15% as well. So, you know, with the potential of Westpac's comments the other day about the housing market and even Brisbane up 20%, I can't believe it. But, um, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's, um, you know, the, 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 the issue is that, that, and they've said this in their result as well, that it's very difficult to predict and uh, where the residential and commercial market lending is going to go. And so I think that is going to be the issue for them is that they're just going to be washing around potentially with the, the, the rest of the, the, the market as well as, um, you know, sort of home loans and, and, and retail. But I think that, that that business model does generate growth going forward. So I think there's a trade in it. And I don't know if we can put the, it in the portfolio just for a trade. But for anybody out there, I think there's sort of uh, most brokers have got a sort of price target around two dollars, two dollars fifteen. And if it does break this one ninety and hold it there, I think that you could uh, find that it could punch up up above that two dollars for a trade. But longer term, uh, I agree, it's a hold. Okay, all right, a hold there. Uh, and next stock uh, suggested by you, I really appreciate you sending it through. Uh, Bubs Australia. Uh, Bubs is the big uh, is. Would you believe um, accounts for about seven and a half percent of the world's goat milk powder production? This, uh, well, that says it all. <laughs> so it's goat milk um, infant formula. Um, in September, they raised twenty-eight million dollars for another big push into China. It's sort of if you look at A2 Milk, which has been one of the the mega companies or mega stars of the share market last couple of years putting infant formula into China based on dairy products. This is the goat milk uh, version of it. And, uh, and China has been supercharging it for a, a couple of years. Um, Adam, what do you think of Bubs? Well, it's, it's sort of what you said, Koshi. I mean, they, they raised some capital, but uh, at what price? They raised it at 80 cents. And what's the price today? 78 cents. So, right. you know, you, 79 cents. So, you know, you probably could have uh, uh, look, looked at this one, and, and it probably does seem like it's uh, you know some value uh, down here, and, and probably going to do some work as they get that sort of uh, the share purchase plan uh, up and running, and it just finished a couple of week or a week ago now. But look, the, the they they were able to increase their in infant formula sales by 58% to around about 30 million, which represented about a 55% growth, 55% uh, group revenue growth. So look, it's moving in the right direction, and we know China does like our uh, milk stocks, our mm. infant formula stocks. Goat's milk is an interesting one. I don't know if I sort of fed my children goat's milks, but <laughs> um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of alternatives out there uh, at, at the moment. So um, it, it's it's actually probably a buy from me. I know probably Henry might disagree with me on this one, but I think you know, representing value underneath that share purchase plan, they've got cash in the bank, they've got a market that is growing and uh, you know they, they've got that sort of market which is China that potentially that could sort of do very very well um, so yeah I'll put it on a buy I, I okay. think this one is uh, looking pretty good okay and the Chinese haven't clamped down on uh, dairy products or infant formula like they've done yes. on barley yes. and uh, and beef and wine at the moment yeah. Henry, yeah. what no. do you think of Bubs? Um, not really for me. There's probably a trade in it, as Adam says, yeah. um, mainly because the, the share purchase plan being done at 80 cents. 
um, maybe being a little bit of um, sort of heavy uh, sort of selling around that 80 cent level of people who took that up. So it may, there may be a little bit of a pop in that once that sort of works its way through. But I've never really liked the stock. It's been a serious... Why? Because I don't, I don't believe the whole goat milk thing. Right. Um, I don't believe people are going to pay premiums for it. And, and to me, the ones that have been really successful in this space have been the guys that have had products in Australia that have been really, really good. Right. That have actually carved out a, a really big niche in Australia. A2 milk being the classic. You go to the shelves in any Woolies, any Coles, there it is. A2 milk everywhere. A2 yeah. milk products yeah. everywhere. And I used to go and take pictures of um, the baby formula um, displays in Coles or Woolies or whatever and look at shelf placement because that's, you know, that's always a good sort of guide to what's selling. You, you don't yeah. put the good stuff down on the floor where people can't see it. You put A2 platinum front and center. And, and to me, every time I go into the supermarkets, I struggle to find any of the Bubs products. I can't find any of the goat milk formula products. Um, maybe I'm going to the wrong supermarkets, but when you establish a brand and what A2 Milk did is, it was so popular here that the Chinese tourists and the Asian mm. tourists would, would see it in the supermarkets, would put it in their oh, suitcases and yeah. take it back home. Well, and the Chinese students and, and Chinese out students. here would buy it and send it back home. And it had this kind of viral, yeah. um, you know, it had this viral yeah. appeal that it actually did go viral. People were clamoring for it and we had situations where you know it was white gold I mean this yep. was white powder gold yeah and it wasn't cocaine so <laughs> um, you know that this was this was good stuff I don't think bubs have ever really got there and they're serial serial um, tappers into the market of capital yep. they continually ask shareholders for more money for another deal another deal yep. another deal and the share price just been sort of slipping away all the time I think that you know as Adam says there could be a bit of a trade in this mainly because of the weight of the, uh, the raising and it, right. you know, some good news could come yeah. along and they'd pop. Yeah. The other thing is our relationship with China mm. is not flash at the moment. Mm. Um, we don't have the daigus going up there with suitcases full of goat's milk going, hey, mum, dad, look what I found in Australia. Because yeah. they, uh, can't, they, they can't, can't, can't come here they, or go back. They can't do that. <laughs> and where A2 milk has really mm. differentiated itself and made itself uh, not a target is it's a New Zealand company. Yes. It's not Australian, yeah. whereas Bubs is very Australian. It's it's yeah. it's a Northern Beaches company. Yeah. Um, it's it's around you know the founder lives around the corner. Has Jennifer Hawkins as a um, as an ambassador, so uh, they've got big ambitions, but they keep tapping shareholders right. for money, which I, I yeah. dislike. Um, it may have a bounce in it, but it's it's. And they've always promoted themselves of the, as the baby A two, we're yeah. the next one yeah. to to follow through. And yeah. goat's milk is better for babies yeah. than. But, and then they went and made a big acquisition yeah. in dairy milk, and you kind of go, yeah. well, if, if goat's milk is so good, why would you do dairy? I yeah. mean, you can't be all things to all men. And it just for me, if I go into the supermarket and I see bubs everywhere at, at eye level. Yeah. On the, the infant formula thing. Then you'll change your then mind. Then it'll, it'll get a tick of approval until that day. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for that suggestion. A really good analysis from both Adam and Henry. Let's just recap um, our first five stocks and stock of the day. Macquarie Bank, uh, a yes from both Adam and, uh, and Henry. It's already in the calls portfolio, so it stays there. Uh, Elmo, a no. Uh, Origin a no from uh, Henry, a hold from Adam. Uh, Newcrest a yes from Adam. Henry prefers to Grey, Evolution, Saracen, Northern Star rather than Newcrest. Uh, Australian Financial Group a hold from both um, Henry and Adam. And Bubs a yes from Adam, a no. 
from Henry. Uh, here on the call, we've got our own portfolio um, that we've been tracking since July the 1st. Any stock that gets two thumbs up, uh, a yes from both our experts, gets put in the portfolio today. Um, Macquarie Bank has been, um, has been basically kept its position there. If anything in the portfolio comes up again and doesn't, get a unanimous vote from both our, our, um, our expert panel, then it goes out again. Let's check uh, how the portfolio has been going. Oh, uh, this nice. week up uh, a quarter percent for the last month, uh, just under 3% and for the year to date from the 1st of July, up almost 10%. Let's take a look at some of the, some of the uh, stocks that have been recently added by our um, our expert panel, Eagles Automotive, AVA Risk Group, uh, is a bit of a punt. Uh, Silver Lake Resources, RPM Global, and United Malt, and recently Zero was taken out of the portfolio. Who did that, Koshi? Who was <laughs> the one that sold? Who the one that sold? Who are the ones that sold Zero? Was, was that you? Uh, no, that was Gaurav Sodi from Intelligent Investor, and uh, Nathan Somersandaran from. Uh, uh, from Deep Data Analytics, that was uh, that was on Monday. They said buy back in at around seventy to seventy five dollars because be the because they reckon it will drop to that level. Yeah. Hey, everyone has a different opinion. That's yeah. why we run the calls portfolio. The reason it's got to seventy bucks is something is seriously wrong. And when yeah. it gets to seventy bucks, they go, oh, "No, I buy it at fifty bucks." Yep. <laughs> okay, so both of you would keep it in the portfolio. It, where else are you yes. going to get that kind of exposure? Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. There you go. That's what the call's about. Different opinions. <laughs> uh, now, if you want to keep up to date with everything that, that has happened each day in the world of business, finance and startups, you need to be subscribing to the CO, COB, uh, Close of Business with Nadine and Scuddy. They wrap it all up at the end of the day to do so. Be on that email. Uh, go to osbiz.co slash join. It's in your inbox, 5.30pm. Monday to Friday, Eastern each day. And uh, so if you missed any of today's insights, you can get it. And also download our app um, from the, uh, the App Store and you can, uh, you can list all of the companies you want to follow and you'll get notifications all the time. Let's kick off the uh, second half of the call. Five more stocks to get through that you've suggested. And Henry, first up, Electro Optic Systems. Now, this is all very Star Wars, isn't it? The uh, company is in the aerospace and defence markets. It manufactures uh, everything from telescopes to dome enclosures to laser satellite tracking systems. It's had a couple of contracts with the Defence Forces over the last week or two. Plays into that. Oh, sort of tension with China. It's sexy military hardware. Yes. Uh, is the answer. And it's Australian. Uh, and it's Australian. And it's got American <laughs> production, a bit like um, Austal in right. some respects. So, yeah, yeah. The um, ship shipbuilder in, yeah. in Perth. Yeah. So um, th this is a pretty good company, and I don't know how, but I've become sort of a de facto uh, kind of expert. I've written two oh, articles on yeah. this um, for uh, for a rival. Um, Spot, I won't mention their name, but anyway, um, th this, this is a very sexy company in some respects, but they have had issues 
at the moment because of COVID, a delay to orders, a delay to be able to fulfill orders and a delay from their customers who are buying laser guided systems, remote weapon systems, uh, drone, anti-drone technology. Yeah. Um, it has been a bit of an issue for them in terms of uh, getting product uh, produced. They've got plenty of product produced, but then getting it to their customers and the customers are going, well, actually, you know, hang on a second, we might not need uh, that oh. just at the moment. So right. um, that has caused the share price to come off a little bit. Um, it's since perked up a little bit as well. Um, it's off the lows. Five bucks does seem to be the kind of level where people start to get interested again in this stock. There was a placement, I think, from memory at $4.80, yeah. which probably kind of sets the, the, the low of the, the stock. And um, they did win an order from the EU recently, only a tiny weeny one. Yeah. I think it was around 4 million euros, but yeah. it could be the start of something else. Everyone got really excited when they started talking about space. Yep. Now, if you can mention space and <laughs> lasers and COVID, and, or, that's what <laughs> that, you're on. Shake down COVID. COVID yeah. proof. You're at, you're on an absolute winner. Um, yeah. And they did do a deal, um, and they have got some space exposure. Right. Um, it's not huge. I right. think they made seven hundred grand out of um, their space products in the right. last year. So it's it's tiny in the big scheme of things, but it does show potential. The, the big kicker for them is there is a government order sort of uh, wafting around in the wind for around 251 yeah. uh, laser-guided uh, sort of weapon systems that the government wants, uh, and EOS is in, in the box seat to provide those, but we still haven't seen any kind of um, further updates on that. Yeah. We did have the, uh, the, the, I think the minister went and toured the factory, which is always good, hard yeah. hats on, and uh, you know, it's a bit like <laughs> utopia. Um, one, of those, one of those utopia moments when everyone's breaking ground and, and yep. looking at factories yeah. and things. Um, so it, it's a good quality stock. If they get this government order, it will no doubt pop. Yeah. Uh, for me, it it's kind of gets every now, it's a sentiment stock as well. Yeah. So when tech gets a bit on the nose, it'll get sold off. And when, when they announce something positive, it goes up. Um, at the moment for, what are they, 548, 545, yeah. it's, pro it's definitely a hold. Um, if they were back down at 510, 520, you could start getting more aggressive on the buy side of things. But this one's got good potential. It's in a sexy part of the industry. And I think the holdups they've had are COVID-related will start to ease. And they get a lot of business out of the Middle East as well. So right. um, maybe that's not such a good thing at the moment. It seems everyone's being friendly in the Middle yeah. East. <laughs> maybe they won't need so many sightings. It's, it's a really interesting listed stock. It is. A, and there's, in, and there's in that very, area, and it's Australia. There's not many ways. There's uh, another thing which makes um, body armor yep. uh, and sort of uh, helmets. Uh, XTE is the code there, which is another interesting stock in the, in the defense space. But it's really hard in Australian ASX stocks yeah. to get that exposure to defence stocks. So this one kind of gravitates, everyone gravitates to this one, or oh, defence, more yeah. spending, let's buy EOS. Right. So it is a sentiment stock in that respect. Okay, Adam, Electrolytic Systems. Look, I, I, don't mind the, I don't mind the stock, I think it's a buy. They've talked about uh, some quite large numbers that they're putting through for their sales pop pipeline. They're talking in excess of a billion dollars if some major awards are uh, possible in the next 12 months. I mean, there's some big numbers there, and they are talking about their remotely uh, operated combat vehicles. So, you know, you know, you don't put many people boots on the ground these days, as we know with sort of the drone shields yeah. of the world and things like that. It's 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 all done via uh, remote. So, uh, yeah, I like this one, and I think if they can pull off a couple of contracts, I think it's good buying here as well as at sort of that five dollar level. Okay. 
All right, uh, and thank you for that suggestion, Daniel. Appreciate it. Our next um, stock has been suggested by Tat uh, Patrick. He wants a view Adam on Thorny Technologies. This is sort of uh, a listed investment company, isn't it? In that tech space, the Thorny yeah. is the um, is the, the Pratt family investment company. That's its name. The Wastelets uh, boys um, are the managers of it in Melbourne. What do you think of uh, Thorny Technologies? Yeah, it's running, having a run today as well, up uh, to 35 cents. So uh, looking fairly good and not a lot of uh, stock on the offer as well. So it's actually look, not looking too bad. Traded 100,000 uh, 100, shares already today. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I like this business. I mean, they, these guys are smart. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Um, they, you know, there's only 250 million shares on issue. I think that that's, that's perfect for those sort of kind of trading stocks that you want. They invest in very much technology-related companies, and um, you know it, it's an old RTO from ARW, which is uh, Australian Renewable Fuels, which which was yeah. a horrible investment many many years ago. Um, but yeah, look, I, I like this. These guys know what they're doing. They're very they got their ears close to the ground on a lot of things. So I'm really comfortable. I think it's a buy here. I'll go out on a mm. limb. I'm saying it's a buy. Okay. All right, Henry. Um, this is one of the stocks that I call a hot tub time machine. Right. <laughs> and, and, the, and the reason is, it's not quite such a hot tub time machine as others, but the reason is it's an LIC and it trades at a discount. Yep. Yep. Um, the NTA is around 41 cents. So it's trading at a discount to that at the moment. Um, and it has done for a long time, but that discount yep. has been sort of closing up a little bit. Um, I bought this one in our small cap portfolio at 22 cents. So we're up around 70 odd percent in this one, which has been good on the basis of the hot tub time machine because it had a, a holding in Afterpay. So I didn't want to plow into Afterpay at what I thought was expensive prices when I could buy this thing, which had a big holding in Afterpay at a discount. Yep. So it was like buying dollars for 80 cents as far as I was concerned. And there's a couple of others out there that I've looked at. Um, LSF is one long short fund and Hearts and Mind as well. They're all hot yep. tub time machines. Um, and they, they kind of suit it because I love buying assets that are, are valued constantly that you can see the value of every day um, at a discount. And the problem with tech, uh, TEK, was that it wasn't that transparent. You didn't really know what was in the time machine. It kind of was a bit right. timey-wimey, right. in the words of Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> so you didn't really know. You knew they had some afterpay, you knew they had some mesoblast, you knew they had a bit of this and a bit of that, but you didn't really know what they had. But, but Alex has done a, a much better job, I think, recently of being transparent. He's even doing um, webinars um, and, and telling shareholders of, of tech uh, and there's another fund he's got, TOP, um, you know, his investment philosophy and being a lot more open about it. And there's more information coming out from the company of what they're doing. Plus, in the stock market, it's always good to follow the money. Yep. And he's been buying this thing himself. He's, oh, he okay. Has oh, that's a good sign. Because again, he's a shrewd guy. Yeah. If you've offered a dollar for 80 cents, you go, well, there's a catch. And then you look yeah. at all the potential catches, you go, well, actually, there isn't. This is a good deal. Um, so he's been buying it himself. They've also bought some things, uh, Tiny, um, what's it, T uh, Y? they've been investing in recently, Tiny Beans, yep. uh, which has looked really interesting. I had a massive one. I wrote it up the other day uh, as a buy because I was watching Alex buying this thing. And I thought, well, hang Tiny on. Tiny Beans? Tiny Beans. Tiny okay. Beans. They're uh, um, like a cloud. Got to have the cloud in there somewhere. Not Big Tin Can. Not Big Tin Can. Right. Tiny Beans are a way of, uh, for parents to share photographs and stuff safely and on the net. It's, ah, it's kind of like a okay. cloud storage for, right. for parents. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and okay. Tiny Beans has had a, a big, big run, and they've got a lot of partners like Lego, etc. Right. And Alex has been buying those. So I looked at their, Alex and thought, well, this guy's a lot smarter than I am because he's a billionaire. Yeah. Um, let's buy some Tiny Beans. Yeah. Uh, and also, I've been a big fan of tech for a long time. So I just like mm. buying stuff at discounts. The, the, okay. That hot tub time machine, uh, I think it's, you know... I, so it's a buy then, Henry. Come on, it's a buy. Isn't well, I'm it? long at 22 cents. Uh. <laughs> so it's de- it's definitely a hold. Yeah. Um, I think oh. it's still a buy. Not for you, for others. I think for, for others it's a buy, but right. the, it's it's you can get it some days when it gets a little when you know when 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 afterpay ha- take a hit. Yeah. This thing takes a hit. Right. So it still we, has a big position in afterpay. It has a position. Again, it would be nice to get some more transparency right. around how big a position. It also has a position, which is, I think, what's excited the market, and Alex has been talking about this in the press, is it has a position in around, I think, five or six stocks, uh, companies that aren't listed, that are coming to IPO, and he's very bullish about the IPOs. And you look at something like Snowflake. Right. Buffett made over a billion bucks in Snowflake. Uh, That was overnight, the big software um, uh, IPO in in America, which... Uh, called Snowflake, which is incidentally the name of the biography done on uh, Buffett about five or six years ago. Ah. If you can ever get it, it's fantastic. Maybe that's uh, why he bought it. He is. Well, could be. Uh, There's it's, weirder reasons. It, ju- it just shows what a quirky bloke he is. He's, ve- he's not your conventional no. fellow. And, and Snowflake was worth, um, you know, it's, it's gone up in value 12 <laughs> times since the last funding round in February. Before wow. COVID, okay. So when it listed, so 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 Thorny Tech not only is in listed tech stocks, but also the private unlist- equity stuff. It's got some unlisted exposure. It also yeah. has a, a, a quite a, a substantial holding, I suspect, in Updata, which right. was listed here, and yeah. then amazingly delisted because they thought they could raise more money and be a bigger company in the Probably. US by yeah. being privately owned, which yeah. is kind of. That's a rare thing. Absolutely. Um, and that, that adds a bit more okay. opaqueness. But, you know, I, right. I think this one's on the right track. I'm going to be holding it still. Yeah. Um, and, but for new guys, if you keep an eye on Afterpay and tech tend to move. If you get 10% down on Afterpay, you'll be able to pick up tech you know, at 31 cents again. And then okay. they'll pop back up again. All right. Um, what do you think? Uh, Harriet wants a view. So, Patrick, thank you for suggesting that. Um, Thoughty Tech goes into the... Uh, into the portfolio. Um, Harriet Henry wants a view on JB Hi-Fi, you know, one of our, our leading retailers, <laughs> and it has shot the lights out. It has shot the lights out. Will it continue to shoot the lights out, I guess is yeah. the question. Um, I think it's a hold. Um, JB Hi-Fi is a really easy one to analyze as well because you can do it with the old Mark 1 eye, but we can actually go into JB Hi-Fi and have a look around yeah. and see how busy it is, see how many people are actually walking out with bags of technology. Yep. And I was in there at the weekend buying some CDs. <coughs> I know, that's very... CDs? Very analogue. Oh, my, my goodness. God. Very analogue. Oh, what are you doing, Henry? I've only got a CD player in the car, and I, I thought I need some more music, so I, I will go and buy some music. What was scary is... It's a sale. Yeah. It was scary. I looked at the top ten or the top twenty. I didn't know anybody, yeah. oh, so okay. I went back. So I went back to all the all the bands that I know. Right. Did you buy some videos? Uh, no. <laughs> some some Vita. Some DVDs. <laughs> I bought a VHS tape, um, but vinyls come back, so maybe CDs. Yeah, yeah. Come I well, I was reading during the week uh, as a music aficionado. You'd appreciate it. For the first time, 
in decades, vinyl sales outsold CDs in the United yeah. States last week. And they're uh, last a fortune. Month. Oh, a, record, a, a vinyl record now is 55 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's gone on the days when it was $3.49. Exactly right. That old Doors album. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, what but I digress. So, <laughs> so I, I think it's I think as a whole, I think there's only so much technology a man can have. Yeah. Um, clearly, the Apple um, impetus from the new watch, the new iPad, etc., etc., is going to help them in terms of sales, but I think you know we've we've gone through COVID, we've gone through lockdowns, we're all going to be let out. Are we then, if we're let out into the wilds, going to want to keep upgrading our technology, etc., keep buying plasma TVs, keep watching Netflix? I think we might actually want to get out and, and do stuff. Yep. Um, so it, it's definitely it's a, a hold. hold. It's, it's one okay. of the premier retailers. It, they still a quality operation, and at the right price, you'd, you'd go back in. But I think at the moment. For me, it's it's a hold, okay. only because yeah, there wasn't actually that many people in there when I went in on yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Well, but buying on, CDs. On, <laughs> I know, go into another aisle maybe. Yeah, well, uh, but yeah. they're doing a heap online. Uh, they, are, they are. Adam, what do you think of JB? Has well, it, it just gone yeah. too far? No, no. I, I mean, I got this wrong a long time ago, and you know, should have really been buying this through the COVID March twenty-three period because. It is a fantastic retailer and will always do very, very well. They're able to cycle their inventory very, very quickly and they're able to look at the new products, Sony, Apple and those kinds of things, which they are coming out with new wearable watches. There will be some new Apple products. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head uh, there, Koshi. It is about online and they have got a very good online system that is moving very, very well and they are able to pick up um, pick up our sales and in that online business uh, very, very quickly. You know, they, they've been an online adopter now for a while, not like the Myers of the world, which they can't basically get it all together. So um, it actually looks like some really good value down here at $47. I think it actually, you know, hit 53 and now come back. Uh, we are coming into the Christmas period. You know, we're under, under a couple of months away now from that Christmas time. Uh, people can't travel. They can't go to Europe. They can't do these kinds of things. So I, I feel that household spending will be maintained. So uh, I actually think that it should do okay. I, I'd expect it to come back up to close to its highs again. And uh, I, look, I, it, it's a buy from me. I, okay. I've, I've missed this one you know, all the way through. But you know, you've got to buy quality and this is quality. So it's a buy from me. Okay. All right, uh, next talk uh, from Tom. Um, the newest of the buy now, pay later listings, only listed this month, um, calling itself way buy, because all of us oldies remember way buy and go, oh, buy now, pay later is just an electronic version of lay buy. Not quite, but it's pretty close. Um, Adam, what do you think of lay buy? Does it offer any yeah, potential? I think we'll, let's just quickly talk about the sector to start with and then, you know, then go into lay buy. Certainly the sector has uh, done incredible and will continue to do fantastic numbers going forward. Um, we, we saw uh, the other day uh, the Commonwealth Bank's uh, foray into Kalana. They just raised another round of capital for their European expansion and that thing is going from strength to strength. And we actually got a little bit of a look into that European business because we know Afterpay has been moving in there and also Zip had, uh, have sort of been there for a little while as well through that UK uh, acquisition and the exposure. So I think that whole sector is moving and is moving very, very well. Is there enough room for a couple more entrants? Yes, there is. 
but I think we've got a couple more years before we start to see margin compression. And I know that's always been the issue for these things is that margin compression because over time you will start to see people starting to, you know, or merchants starting to look like uh, they're potentially going to fall away or, mm. you know, get those margins yeah. uh, pulled back. But I think Layby, I think it's a New Zealand company. Yeah. So that's where yeah, it started from. in New Zealand. Yep. Yeah, so buy now, pay later. I don't don't know, and maybe Henry can offer something a little bit more here, but I don't think they offer anything that's really a differentiation no. to uh, anything that, uh, yeah. the, that these guys are doing. I mean, it is a platform. It offers payments, to, enables customers to split their payments and purchases from online and in-store. Um, they're in New Zealand, Australia, and in the UK. Yeah. So uh, unless, they, unless they win a couple of big contracts, which is probably what they need to do, they need to come out and say that, you know, we've, we've, we've got a, a Tesco or we've got a Wes Farmers or something like that on our books, and yeah. uh, potentially okay. that might move it. But it's a hold from me at the moment. Henry? Yep. Uh, just another one of these, isn't it? Yes. They've got a cool name, which is, yeah, which is oh, good. Yeah. And, and certainly I think that will resonate in the UK, yeah. um, that lay-by, which is where they're, they're pushing into. It's yeah. quite a tightly held register. The, the, the founders and one of the big investors, I think, still have over yeah. 50%, despite the fact they've just floated it. Um, their point of differentiation is they'll never charge you interest, which we know. Um, but it's six payments, not four. four. Right. Right. <laughs> and we've discussed this before and we've talked about something about yeah. Mary with the seven yeah. minute abs, the yeah, six yeah. minute abs, whatever. So these guys have differentiated themselves by six payments, not yeah. four payments. So um, it, it is becoming a crowded space. These guys yeah. are obviously, they've, they've, it's a New Zealand company. They've been quite successful in New Zealand. I think they've got 470,000 active customers at the moment yeah. um, and, and pushed into Australia. And now they're going for the UK. And in the UK, maybe lay by is, is a big enough yeah. kind of thing that will resonate. You've got Sezzle going into, low, into the UK, Afterpay's going in there, Zip's just done a deal there. Well, when, when you look at the UK economy, yeah. you know, it's absolutely stuffed yeah. at the moment. Going so um, I, I think it, you know, it could do relatively okay there, but it, it's a very competitive yeah. field out there. I was online shopping the other day, as is my want when I'm a yeah. bit quiet, and uh, I noticed that instead of having the two guys there, which usually is Afterpay and Zip, yeah. um, Klarna, and I think it was altitude, probably. Yeah, it was uh, altitude. latitude. Yeah, latitude. it was latitude finance yeah. popped up, so there was now four in the in, to oh, choose no. from. And you think, no. well, what's the difference? Until yeah. you start clicking through, as a punter like myself, you, who doesn't know, um, doesn't know the difference. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the danger. It just becomes a very crowded yeah. space, and and to get customers to click through yeah. to your bit, um, I think is um, it costs money. Yep, it costs oh, marketing yes. dollars. It's, no. it's a hold. Hold. Okay, a hold yeah. to see, see what it does. Our final stock uh, from Gavin uh, Atomos, Atomos um, which is in the, um, um, it's a tech stock and it will turn your um, iPhone videos into cinema quality, yep. basically. It's uh, a really interesting little tech business, Henry. It is a really interesting little tech business and it pops from time to time. And yeah. I saw them present the other week at a small cap conference. This is the joy of COVID is yep. that you can go to these virtual conferences yep. much easier than physical ones. As Apple is a big client too. Yeah, it? and it, it's really cool technology. It's, you know, it's, it's in the film space and, yep. and events and that sort of stuff and, and making it so that it's broadcast quality. And they've really focused on, I guess, the top end yep. of town. And the top end of the town, as we know, those, it's like Formula One. 
Yeah. What, what happens in Formula One ultimately goes down the line yeah. and eventually comes down to your average family saloon yeah. and suddenly everyone's got you know, paddles to shift their, their gears yeah. with. And this is, the, this is the principle, I guess, of Atomos, is that the focusing on the top line technology, eventually it trickles down to, to you and me, or, yeah. or to me at least, being able to do stuff on and their iPhone or their, their camera and make it really cool. They've got some cool new products coming along um, and certainly to do with connectivity and streaming. Uh, which I think will give yes. them a bit of a boost. So I, I think it's, um, to me, it's an interesting one. It's clearly been COVID affected, mm. but I think it might even be in a good way ultimately because it's made people look at technology and go, oh, you know what, we can do this, we yep. can do that. We need a camera and we need to make it better quality. So we need one of these boxes to make it better quality. We're, we're looking at it here at uh, Osbiz yeah. well, instead of big cameras. <laughs> that, that, there you go, there you go. Uh, for me, it's a buy. Okay. Adam? Yeah, I'm with Henry on this one. This is fantastic technology. Let's put it in the in the portfolio for... It's already there, it, so uh, it stays there, which is Oh, good. okay. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. All right, I can... Maybe I should bag it then. No. <laughs> uh, look, I, I, I think this one's... It's, it's really good. We've got lots of these YouTubers or wannabe YouTubers and home people, you know, trying to put this content up and doing all that kind of stuff. I think it's, it's, it's a fantastic business. Um, they've, they've had to cut a lot of capex, which is probably a good thing because they don't need to go to the Las Vegas, uh, you know, big conferences because basically they can't get there. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's, there's a bit of capex spend that's come off. They've had to hire a couple of new people over the last coming couple of us or the last half. So that's uh, dragged on a little bit of that uh, revenue side of things as well. or oh, sorry, profitability. But look, overall, I really like this business. It's, it's a good quality one. I think it's in a sector that is growing. And uh, yeah, it's a buy from me. All right. Okay. Adamot stays in the portfolio. Let's uh, just recap the final uh, five stocks. Electro Optical. Um, for Henry, it's a hold. If you can get it around 510, yep, that's good buying. Um, and it's a buy from Adam. Thorny Tech goes into the portfolio. Um, didn't know much about Thorny Tech, but. I'm scared of buy now, pay laters, but if I can, if I can get it in a listed investment company with other tech stocks, um, it makes it interesting because cushions you hopefully from the, the roller coaster ride. Uh, so a yes from both Adam and Henry. Um, JB Hi-Fi, yes from Adam, a hold from Henry. Uh, lay by a hold from both of them, see what the company does. And Atomos uh, stays in the portfolio because it is a buy from both of them. Um, Adam Bills from Shoreham Partners, good to see you. Wish your son Thank well you. for us. And Henry Jennings from uh, from Marcus today. Always good to see you, mate. Thanks, Thank David. Um, thank you for your company too. If you'd like us to look at any stocks you're interested in, email the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at osbiztv uh, handle. If you want to see all the stocks in the calls portfolio, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Join us this afternoon on the Startup Daily Show as we toast to the launch of uh, a backline wine with uh, founder and former Wallaby Drew Mitchell. Um, and he's going to be talking about um, his new company, Backline Wine, and uh, all of that at 2.45pm here on Ausbiz. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. A lot still to come on Ausbiz, and we will check you for the call next Monday, midday, same time. Have a good weekend.